When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners, and welcome to another edition of Building Better Businesses. I am your host, Steve Eschbach. I have a series that's been going on for a couple of years now, and I thank you very much for spending time with us. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about virtual assistance, which is part of the uh, process of building a better business. We'll talk more about that in a minute. First of all, I'll mention that I am the president of Transworld Business Advisors of Naperville here in Illinois, just outside of Chicago, one of eight offices here, helping business owners confidentially sell and matching them up with qualified buyers. And we also do franchise sales and franchise development. But enough of that right now. I want to mention that I'm excited today to talk about a subject here that we haven't had talked about, and that is using some assistance through a virtual environment, which I guess is kind of the norm given COVID's been around for a couple of years. So today we have Jacqueline Poole, who is now the president and CEO and owner of Hire Mod or Mod Assistance. Uh, I will mention that in the interest of full disclosure, she started this with Jessica Fialkovich, who is the owner of the Transworld Business Advisor Denver office in Dallas and Fort Worth. And I believe she also owns Las Vegas right now. Now, she was a co-founder when this business started six years ago. She has now moved on to do her own endeavors. So Jacqueline is now the head honcho all by herself. So first of all, Jacqueline, welcome. And I'm delighted to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Great. So we're going to talk a little bit about mod assistance, but we have to go a little bit first, rewinding the videotape, talking a little bit about you. So prior to your owning your business, mod assistance, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and your background. Tell me a little bit about your childhood, how your parents and your family and friends influenced you, where you are. Maybe you had a change in uh, direction when you went to school and got into business. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in South Jersey. So we were in the perfect position. We were 45 minutes from Philly, 45 minutes from the shore, and then two hours to New York, two hours to DC. It was a really nice area to grow up in. Um, I love New Jersey. I still go back there as much as I can. From New Jersey, I actually ended up going to Ohio State. And so many people ask me why I chose Ohio. And Two things. I wanted a really big school. I wanted to go somewhere where I would meet a ton of people. And I wanted a big football school, which Ohio State is one of the best. I mean, the best, if you ask me. <laughs> so right. that that came up on my list. And when I went and visited, I, I loved the campus. So ended up in Ohio State and studied marketing. 
And I actually remember they brought in some special speakers one time and everybody in the marketing uh, department went in and listened to the speakers and they were all entrepreneurs. And I remember sitting in the session thinking, I don't ever want to be an entrepreneur. I was like, this is not for me. I'm going to work for a big corporation. I don't like this idea. And that's really funny to look back on now since before this business, I was also an entrepreneur. I had a social media marketing company. So that's pretty much all I've done since college. So it is funny to look back on and think that I thought that was not going to be my road at all. So you never had a corporate a role in your career then? Is that what you're saying? So when I was in college, I interned with the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is the NHL team. So that was the most corporate I got. Um, my first job out of college, I actually worked as a personal assistant to a dermatologist. So that was an, a very small business. And then right after that, I was moving into doing my own thing. Cool. So how did you come up with your business mod assistance? How did that evolve? So just again, to repeat, you've been doing this for six years, and uh, I would imagine some things have transformed that business from where it was at day one to where it is now six years later. So how did you come up with the idea of uh, a virtual assistant firm helping business owners? Yeah, actually, Jessica, my sister that you mentioned, she came to me because there was a woman in Denver who was selling her personal assistant business. So she actually went to Jessica because Jessica's a business broker to help her sell her business. And Jess came to me and said, I think this is a great idea and we should add on virtual because that's where the world is going. And she already saw that coming. And this was back in 2016, actually probably 2015 when we started talking. So we already had the personal assistance I built for us. We took what that woman had already built and she did a great job. And then we added on the virtual side of it, just based on our experience. Um, I had been a marketing consultant for about eight years at that point. So I was completely used to working virtually. That's all I did. I never saw my clients in person. So we took our experience on the business side, added it into what we already had from that owner on the personal side and just have grown it from there and made lots of changes. (laughs) Oh, so you're not based in Denver, where Jessica is. You're not based in Naperville, where I am. Where are you based? I'm in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. So how wide reaches uh, Mod Assistance? You're you're national? Are you international or just national? Just national. So we have assistants. They're all U.S. based. And we have assistants from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast and everywhere in between. Now, you, you do have a number of Transworld clients. We know that. But you have other clients as well, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah, we have a good amount of Transworld. That is one of our big partnerships that we have. We work with business brokers outside of Transworld as well. And then um, we will work with any clients that come to us and really just need help with their administrative work. Mostly small business owners, very small businesses, many times solopreneurs, or if they have employees, it's usually less than five. So very small businesses. Sure. So let's first talk a little bit about uh, Mod Assistance and you and your business and you're building a better business. So you started out very early and then you expanded. So what were some of the things that you implemented just for you and your business? We'll talk a little bit more about helping other businesses, but for you, Jacqueline, and you and your team and your, you know, your outreach in the United States, what do you find are key for you to build a better business for you yourself on the virtual assistant side? Yeah, so the major change I said that we made when we first bought the company was adding in the business side of things. 
and that added in the virtual aspect. So one of the big changes we made was changing the types of people we were looking for to join our team. Uh, you needed somebody who was able to work from their home and could continually motivate themselves by themselves at home. Uh, they needed all the equipment to do this, and it was more of a part-time role. So when we purchased the business, the business originally, she was hiring people full-time to work with her on-site. So we had to completely change that to more part-time, completely virtual, um, just changing the way we were recruiting people to join the team. So how do you manage your staff and their uh, contact or interaction with the companies? How do you do that? How do you market to get additional clients? How do you market to get the people to work for you. Tell me a little bit about it. And you've, you've got a marketing background, so that probably came easy to you. So tell us a little bit about how you manage your business and your staff and how you do your outreach to clients. Yes. One of the things that I wanted to do from the very beginning that I wanted to make our company a little bit different than other assistant companies is to have a team environment. And yes, we all are on our own. We're all working from home. Again, it's part-time, so we're not even a full-time income for most of our assistants. But I know something that every human wants is interaction and a team environment and wants to be a part of something bigger. So I always that was always really important to me. So when we're managing the team on a day-to-day -day basis, they're working with their clients on their own. I do not look over their shoulders. I don't check their emails and micromanage them. Uh, but we have team get-togethers virtually, or we have check-in calls and weekly updates. So I check in with the team as much as I possibly can so they do feel like they are part of a company and not just working by themselves at home and they have no support. So that was, that was a big thing for us. So I know you're in about eight different major cities. How many virtual assistants do you have for Modisys? Mm -hmm. How many in total? So right now we have 25. 25, okay. <laughs> And like I said, uh, you're accommodating many different businesses throughout the United States. So even though you may be in eight or set, eight or 10 different cities, you can handle how many states are you in? Do you know? I know I have an assistant in every in the four major time zones. That's what I always like to say. Statewise, it's probably 10. There you go. OK, states, yeah. So now let's kind of turn a little bit. Let's uh, talk about your virtual assistants and their interaction with their businesses. Now, most of your clients are business brokers, correct? We have, yes, a fair amount of business brokers, yes. Okay, so what would you say is the first thing that one of your virtual assistants will ask a business broker owner to able to streamline or come out of the starting gate quickly for helping them out. Administrative support, and I'm a business broker, I can attest to this, there's a lot of support needed for record keeping and follow-up and all the documentation. So what's the first thing one of you would ask a new coming on board client? Hey, these are the things that work well with others. Let me try to implement this for you. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. The number one thing I hear from clients when they come to us for help, and, and we work with, again, mostly the business owner, so the entrepreneur, is they do not know how to delegate or they are afraid to hand things off. They are afraid to take things off their plate because they've been doing it themselves. So the number one thing we always tell all of our clients is the more information you can give your assistant 
upfront, the better. So give your assistant all of your passwords, all of the URLs you use that you have bookmarked that you use on a daily basis. Give them any notes you have or processes you've built already. Give them as much as you possibly can so they can really dive in from the very beginning. The more you hold back and hold things on your plate, the less efficient it's going to be for you. And you're just going to be spinning your wheels with the assistant. So that's always our first thing is hand over from the beginning what you can, and then you'll work out the processes from there. So the onboarding process, is that relatively quick based on what you said? Is it? Uh... Is it a little bit of an effort or is it really quick to get up and running real, you know, from the start? It is definitely an effort no matter who the person is. And then as far as time goes, sometimes we can have somebody, an assistant onboarded in a couple of weeks. Sometimes if the business owner is more, is a little bit more worried to hand things over, that process could take up over a month. So the time period definitely depends on the person. But yes, I always like to, again, tell the clients that it does take some effort up front. If you want this to be a long-lasting relationship, you have to work with the assistant at the beginning, get them used to you and how you like to work. So it is going to work in the long run. So is there another type of client that works well with you and your team? So obviously business brokers are a specialty of yours. What other is it? Would it be a service provider? Would it be a consultant? What other type of clients uh, are a good ideal fit for you? Yeah, mostly service-based. Um, we work with a few like retail stores that we've done that a lot. The number one client I, I type I see is that solopreneur. So besides business broker, a real estate agent or a photographer or lawyers, those types of businesses where they are their entire business, it's just them. And they need administrative help, but they don't have the need for a full-time administrative assistant. Um, so we fit in really well with them because it's just a few hours per week. Sure. So has anything changed in your mind since the pandemic? So we're here in 2022. Pandemic probably started in the first part of 2020. Is there anything in what you've seen in working with clients that has changed as a result of the COVID-19 situation? Maybe there's a change because of that. What have you seen as uh, moving since uh, we had COVID-19 hit us? Yes. Before COVID, I still had a lot of business owners contact me and say, I want somebody in my area. I want somebody that I could maybe see. And it was interesting because they would never actually see their assistant. But the idea that the assistant was in their city and they could see them was really important. And then COVID hit and everybody got used to working virtually. And I never hear that anymore. Now, all I hear is, okay, yeah, you know, I'd like someone in the same time zone, but besides that, I'm fine with whoever you pair me with. <laughs> How about technologically? Has anything changed uh, along those lines? Obviously, Zoom or Teams or whatever the virtual or the video conferencing program. Is there anything else? I mean, is cloud-based storage becoming more prevalent? Uh, is templates? I, I don't know what else might be uh, kind of moving more toward automation since COVID happened. Yeah, I actually trained the assistants to be more open to some of those task management apps. So Trello and Asana, um, just a way to streamline the process with clients. And some of them do, but it is interesting to see that a lot of clients are falling back to what they are used to and what they're comfortable with. So we still have a lot of clients that don't even want to touch that new technology. They just want to use an Excel spreadsheet because that's what they're used to. So we're definitely 
trained and ready if somebody wants to use one of those new apps that are coming out. But for the most part, I see clients just going with what they know. Oh, that's interesting. So let's kind of go back more general. What, what's the best advice you have ever received in your mod assistant career or prior to that up to this point? What's the best advice you've gotten? Do you remember? Yes, actually. I think this was just before COVID hit. So actually before the world really got crazy, but I am a part of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization. And I'm a part of the accelerator group. So in the accelerator group, you have a business coach. And I remember I went into a meeting and I was overwhelmed with the business. And I had two very small kids at that point. And I went to him and I I told him that I, I felt like I was lazy during the day. And he told me, no, you're not lazy. You're overwhelmed. And his advice to me was to really look at my day and cut out anything that was taking my energy and only work on things that was giving me energy. So that's always really stuck with me. And that, not to be dramatic, but sort of saved me in that time of my life because I was, I was trying to do way too much and focusing on so many of the small things that was not necessary. So that was probably, that was the best advice I've ever, I've ever gotten. Now, I assume you tell that to your clients as well, but is there any other advice that you have given to other people other than that? Now, obviously, in the beginning, you said share as much as possible with us. That way we can help you. That's good advice. And then what you just told us about divvying it up into smaller pieces that are more manageable. That's good advice. How about you going outside to either your friends, family or business clients? What's the best advice you should keep on giving them? That, yeah, what you mentioned is is probably what I am giving to clients most. I will say something that I tell the assistants a lot. Um, the assistants that work with our team have generally had administrative backgrounds. So they were working as a full-time administrative assistant and for whatever reason, they need a flexible schedule. So we're a good fit for them. But I have noticed over the years that they, I always have to remind them to know their worth Um, I've heard a lot of times where assistants will come to me and they're not logging their time for their client because they felt that they were taking too long to do a project or it should have been done quicker. So I'm just not going to charge them. And I would hear that from them all the time. And and it was driving me crazy because the clients are coming to us. They know the experience we bring. They know the value we bring. So why would you then discount yourself yourself? When you're doing a really good job. So that's something that I have to remind the assistants often is they need to know their worth. They are doing a really great job and that's the feedback I get. But sometimes they forget that. So I have to uh, disclose another item here, too. So I do use mod assistants for uh, for part of my administrative team. And I often encourage the one I work with, Lauren Just, that anything you do that you think will better the process, please share with me. Do all your assistants do the same with the clients that they work with? Because I appreciate that. And I'm sure that you and your staff do the same thing as well. Yeah. And that's something that I think another place where we bring up a lot of value in the business brokerage world is because we have 10 assistants working with Transworld brokers or brokers outside of Transworld. And we have a monthly meeting every month. And just as you mentioned, we talk about things that a client, an, an idea a client brought up and it worked out really well, or an idea an assistant brought to a client and it was, you know, loved. The client really wanted to jump on board. So we really share ideas so that we can help our clients. And because we're all working with the same type of, you know, same business, same industry, 
it's really easy for us to share those ideas and then implement them for clients. I'm going to take that comment to one other level. So what is the average number of clients that each of your assistants works with? Um, It's anywhere from five, well, as low as three clients, probably up to six clients is the range, but on average about five. So the reason why I bring that up is that they're dealing with five different people. Some of them may be the same type of business. Some of them may be a little different. So I imagine the experiences are varied from time to time, such that what works with client A might have applicability to B, C, or D. And you can go ahead and forward that along and and implement that accordingly. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And something that the assistants like about Mod as well is is every day is really different because you have five different clients. So you're not going to work and have one project you're working on every single day. It is very different if you have three business brokers and then a photographer and a lawyer. I mean, yes, the issues you're presented with are all across the board. And I think the assistants like that. It keeps them engaged. So one last question I have, and we're, we're coming near the end of our program here, is your assistants, they can do a large variety of things from marketing to data input, to follow up, to email campaigns. What what are the varied things? That, I mean, an assistant, I mean, if you rewind the videotape 40, 50 years ago, that was just someone typing and answering phone calls. What are some of the varied things that we may not have covered? Like I said, marketing follow-up, data entry? What what are the gamut of things that your team does? Yeah, and I to keep it really simple, it would be, yes, any kind of administrative work. Um, and I know that covers a lot. The top three things that we're doing for our clients that I, I usually tell an oncoming client, um, number one, first and foremost, is email. Anything having to do with the client's email, organizing it, setting up filters, answering emails for the client, running multiple inboxes, anything email related we are doing. Uh, The second thing is calendar. So again, if we're working with a solopreneur, the business owner, they generally have lots of calls, lots of meetings, lots of Zooms. So we're helping them to keep their calendar organized. Uh, And then the third thing is online research. So, and I really like to say this is an online research project. So not just going to Google and researching something, um, really following the project through for the client from start to finish. So let's say the client needs a new workers comp program for their company. The assistant will first Google and find three options that sound good. Then they will call and get some pricing. Then they will set up a phone call with the client. Then once the client picks an option, they'll reach out to employees, get information. So really follow that whole process through. Um, I kind of log that underneath online research, and we are doing a ton of that. Yeah. And I know based on my experience, too, your team does assist in a lot of the documents that need to be emailed and signed, like non-disclosure agreements, confidentiality agreements, uh, the seller's interview, which helps us prepare the business summary. So there's a and I'm sure we haven't even covered it all, but your team is always there to assist the client in terms of the items that need to be gathered for purposes of them doing their job correctly and efficiently. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and specific to business brokers, I actually spoke to a new business broker yesterday and he said he categorized us as a transaction coordinator, which we can sort of be. I don't always like to call call us that because I know in the real estate world, you have to have certain licenses to actually do that. Um, But (laughs) because I've I've gone down that road. (laughs) 
For business brokers, yes, we really help with the entire process from once the seller signs the marketing agreement, we can help you input everything if you need to put it into a CRM system. We can help you get everything ready in DocuSign for your NDAs. We can track your NDAs for you. Um, We can build the executive summaries or SIMs. That's by far the number one thing we're doing these days. And then also help communicate the help you to communicate between your buyers and your sellers. We can be in your email and helping to do that as well. Well, that's a ton of stuff that you guys do that kind of ease the burden of the business broker or whoever the solopreneur is. That is so helpful. Is there anything, Jacqueline, that we haven't talked about that you want our audience to know about? I think the only thing, and I did touch on this a little bit um, at the beginning, but Something that I don't always necessarily promote, but something that's really important to me personally is our team right now is completely women. We are all women and many of them are stay-at-home moms. So I love that we're able to offer a job to women who were at home. They want to spend the majority of their time with their children. That's really important. But they, a lot of the times on the interview call, I'll hear that they want to have something else for themselves, that they miss having a job. And there's not a lot of opportunity where you can be at home and you can work your own hours and it can be really flexible and you can make a really good income to help your family. So that's something that I'm really proud of that we're doing for women. And like I said, I don't always talk about that. So I wanted to mention that. That's good to know. And, uh, you know, the other thing to the uh, the corollary to what you said is that a work-life balance, I think, makes productivity enhanced on both the business and personal side. So that's good to point out. Last but not least, where can we find out more information about you, Jacqueline, your firm? And uh, give us your email, your phone number, your website, whatever else you want us to know about you and your business. Absolutely, yeah. So our website is modassistance.com. Or because the word assistant is really um, very easily misspelled, you can go to hiremod.com, which is H-I-R-E. MOD.com. That's a little bit easier to remember and to type out. Uh, All of our information is on the website, including pricing. Everything you need to know is on the website. And the email to get in touch with me directly um, is actually just info at hiremod.com. That email goes directly to me. And I am always happy to get on a phone call with an entrepreneur who is just not sure if this is for them or if they're ready for this. I'm happy to talk through them because we have seen a lot of different people over the last six years. So I have some ideas to help people out. And you continue to learn like everyone and you have more ideas to share as you interact with uh, the same type of clients, different clients. So this has been great, Jacqueline. Thanks so much for sharing your insights. And uh, audience, thank you for joining us here today on another edition of Building Better Businesses. And be sure to follow the YouTube channel and the audio podcast for other topics. There's close to 100 now. And thank you very much for your time. Take care. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele 
which in turn will build you a better business.